Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Human Resource Talk, HR Talk. It's my pleasure to be back here. JC, co-captain of the sinking vessel, barely staying afloat. But it's our pleasure to be back here. I'm only kidding. It's only sinking on one side, the side I'm standing on. I'm a very heavy man. Very heavy man, I'm going to tell you that. Hey, it's our pleasure to be back here again today. All the way down from sunny Central Florida, the man, the myth, the legend, who actually just got back from court, Ricky Bias. Ah, Lord have mercy. The Florida Clerk of the Courts and Controllers Conference. There's a lot more to that, JC. People are going to start asking you, why was I in court? <laughs> I thought you went to I'm court. I thought you were in court. I was not a defendant. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I got that one all mixed up. Yeah, you were like, hey, JC, I got to go up to court today. I'm like, with who? You're like, it's not court. And I got confused. I heard court, and I pinned in on that. Hey, what's going Very on with confused. you, Rick? What's what's new? How was the, uh, the drive? How was that was- uh, speech and the whole thing? It was great. Yeah, we had, so I spoke at the uh, Florida Clerk of the Course Controllers Fall Conference, and we just talking about um, it, it's what we can expect from an HR perspective in 2023, and more importantly, um, how to lead multi-generational teams, because right now, for the first time ever, we have four generations working together in the workplace, and uh, people are having a little bit of a hard time in relating to each other. So that's what we discussed. We had a blast. It was awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, if it was as boring as what you just described, <laughs> I'm sure everyone loved it. It was... <laughs> Leave it to you, man. I know. Leave I got to take you. shots. I got to take shots dude. where I can. But you've been on the road. You've been touring. You've 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 gone from city to city, giving speeches and emceeing and doing all the things that I would normally do. I'm well, a little pissed at you. Like, like I kind of want to bill you for the things I've taught you. It, My it, God. It, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You might as Hang well on. do that. I'll fly up there and we'll. Let's let you see life from another perspective. Just jab it in there. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As we do every week. Real quick, inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez. So right off the heels of the uh, full conference talking about leading multi-generational teams, I'm going to kick, kick this off with a John Maxwell quote. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimists expect it to change, and the leader adjusts the sail. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. If you are the leader, sail away. <laughs> Don't waste your time with those employees. Ricky Baez, life advice. You're you're an amazing. No, man. it is not. That's do not exactly listen to what JC. You Whatever he tells you to do, just do the exact opposite, I'm and kidding. you're going to have an amazing life. Ricky Baez, we're three minutes into the show. We have some amazing guests with us today. Anything you want to say before I hit the intro and say their names? If you could set no, the stage. No, just go ahead. I'm excited for well, this. Set the show. stage. Who are they? I will. I'm going to do that right now. Jeez, dude. I said the so so. This is. I'm excited because now that you called out that. You're right. I have been going back quite a bit to uh, several different places. Uh, Jacksonville, Orlando, Maitland. I was in um, uh, Daytona and now Destin. And, dude, we're talking to the crew, excuse me, who put together Disrupt HR Jacksonville 1.0. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, straight off the streets of Jacksonville, Florida. Maybe not the streets, actually. I mean, it was a conference hall. Very beautiful, very big conference hall from what I heard. 
Actually, I don't know where it took place. We're going to find out momentarily. But please welcome to HR Talk, Francis Arflin, Natasha Slaughter, and Carly Kaluki. All right. Team. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. I am so excited to have you on the show. Um, this was a long time to come in, and we, it, the, the day is finally here. How are you ladies doing today? Great. <laughs> okay. All right. So we if are we could doing just, well. It, excellent. If we could just go around real quick, just in who you are, and just something a little bit about yourself, and we'll go from there. I'll jump in. This is Francis Arflin. I am... Um, you know, someone who is, I claim to be kind of an HR nerd, you know, but I, I like to think that I bring a little bit of cool to HR. So um, just somebody who's in passion for the field and happy to have, you know, experiences that um, bring us HR folks together to swap war stories and, um, you know, laugh together, cry together. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that's me. <laughs> Natasha, go ahead. <laughs> My name is Natasha Slaughter. I am the founder of Next Chapter Media Group, and uh, I have uh, a little over 20 years of HR experience. And so I'm, I'm just like Francis, I'm, I'm, I'm so much of, of an HR nerd. I, I'm kind of an HR groupie right now since I don't longer do HR day to day. So I like still hanging out with HR folks and and sharing uh, those war stories, but more importantly, um, trying to lift up HR because it's been difficult these last couple mm. of years. And so if, whatever I can do to support and lift up HR, I'm there for them. Go ahead. Go ahead. And last but not least, Carly. Good morning. My name is Carly Klukey. I am a benefits advisor with the Bailey Group. Um, live in St. Augustine. I'm a mom to two boys and um, been with the Bailey Group for about 16 years. And, I, you know, I uh, I don't do HR day to day, but I work with a lot of HR people. And, and in my role, benefits is such a small slice of the pie that is HR. So it was really um it was really fun when Francis, you know, kind of chatted about Disrupt HR. And I was like, this sounds like something that that I want to get involved in, learn more about all of the aspects of HR um, that people are dealing with. So nice. That's my that's my spiel. Yeah. <laughs> you said pie and I didn't pay attention to anything else you said after. Yeah, I kind of got <laughs> sidetracked too. I was like, wait, I, I feel like I'm still talking and I, I lost track at pie. So I'm like, I got some pecan stop. pie downstairs. So as soon as you're done here, I'm gonna give you some of that pie. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> So team, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We are what, three weeks outside of Disrupt HR Jacksonville, correct? That's right. Yep. It was yeah. October twelfth, I believe. Um, so <laughs> I have to ask. So this is this is this was a daunting task. So I I have to ask first, why why? Why? Because I know you guys are busy. I know you have a lot going on. HR these days really, really is a heavy load for a lot of HR pros. So why would you want to take on this major task of putting on a networking event like Disrupt HR in Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll hop in and um I you know I'd like to kind of give a little bit of the background as to how we all came together. But you know ultimately, um so I'm the director of human resources at. Flagler College. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm in it, you know, day to day with, with HR for sure. And um, that's fulfilling in so many ways. 
Um, but I work, you know, I work on a small team and I just always like to, you know, grow my network, have, mm -hmm. have broader experiences and find ways to really, you know, add to what I can bring to the table as an employee. <clears throat> so, you know, in, in my mind, um, Jacksonville, the first coast, you know, we're like the little engine that could, and we're always, you know, aiming to grow. And there's so much happening in the city. There's so much more that can happen in the city. There's so much potential on the Jacksonville natives. So I stumbled upon Disrupt HR years ago, and uh, and we can talk more about that. How how I, you know, came came to find it. But um, but ultimately, I thought, okay, Jacksonville needs this. This is great. Mm -hmm. This is something that I would love to do. Um, you know, I'm I'm a mom. You know, full time employment and um. Yeah, why? Why would I think? Okay, I've got time to do this because I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. But, but I wanted, I wanted it. I wanted to bring it to Jacksonville, and I wanted to do it with, um, with a rock star team. And so that was, you know, that was me, you know, trying to enlist who I thought would be the best, and I got them. I got the, I got the first two people I wanted. Um, oh, and I'm wow. so grateful for that. So yeah, ladies, if you'll share too, what, what made you say yes to me? Because you know why. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll start if that's okay. Um, you know, I think I shared this at the event, but I had um, asked Francis for coffee to try to, you know, win her business on the benefit side of things. And she um, instead was like, you know, we're in a good spot right now. Let's stay in touch. But I would really love for you to help me with this event. And so at the time, I'm like, all right, all right. I guess I got to, you know, scratch her back here if, if yeah. I'm going to get my back scratched. And um, <laughs> I still don't have her business, really. But she was in a good spot. It's been a whole thing. Say that. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sending her an agent of record letter as we speak. But um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a different scenario. But we, uh, uh, what I liked about it is the HR events that I've been to, while you get so much knowledge out of them, there isn't a ton of opportunity usually for talking and networking. Everyone kind of goes in, they get their, you know, their coffee or their breakfast or their lunch and they find a seat and then they kind of network at that table, right? So you might meet three or four folks um, that are great and have good conversations, but the idea of, hey, we're not really having tables. We're not really, everyone's just going to be kind of mingling and talking and chatting and sharing ideas quickly really made me excited. Excellent. 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 All right. Natasha? Uh, well, I, one day in, uh, I want to say it was what, October of, of last year, Francis reaches out to me and says, hey, you want to you want to talk? And I'm like, well, sure. So I call her and we, uh, we connect and she's like, I'm putting together disrupt HR. And I'm like, mm, what is this disrupt HR? <laughs> honestly, I knew the words, and, but I didn't know much about it. Uh, for, for most people know that, that my world is Sherm. Um, I not only have I been a member of SHRM since 2009, I have been on the board since 2010, mm. and I have been uh, worked my way up to president on 2019 and 2020, which was a fabulous year to be a president, I might add. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh, so I was coming off that in 2021, and I was like, oh my gosh, do I want to add something else to my plate? I said, but you know what? I'm going to jump into this. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. And so I said, hey, why not? You know, although I heat and hot a little bit, I was like, oh, give me some time. Give me some time. But ultimately, I said, you know what? This is this is where I need to be. 
And so I'm so glad I did. So thank you, Francis, for bringing all of us together because, you know, I think that uh, it, it was a great experience um, for me uh, just to just to see something different. Um, I, I knew that I was at heart a disruptor. <laughs> and so uh, uh, this kind of just solidified that. Uh, and that's, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring to my show world was uh, different being creative, being different. And I think that that helped with my presidency, so especially you, 2020. <laughs> well, yeah. So you didn't ask Francis for coffee because that's what happened to Carly. All she wanted was some coffee for Starbucks. And next thing you know, she's, she's doing all this work. Cause let me tell you, when I got to the, to the venue um, on the day of the event, all I saw was this one lady zipping back and forth, zipping back and forth. And I'm like, okay, everybody's working. The caterers are working, everybody. But then there's one lady zipping back and forth. And it was Carly. She was in <laughs> heels running up and down. Just watching her run was hurting my feet. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you, you had your, you definitely had your, your coffee then. Um, so I got involved. I think Francis and I, we connected at Disrupt HR Deland, right? With Summer? Uh, or was yeah. it Gainesville? But, uh, well, yeah, so both. I The first event I went to was in Gainesville yeah. in 2019, I think it was. And then um, I went to the event in Deland. Yeah, so yeah. Summer. And you were both. And I was like, well, this guy's got something that we need. He's the guy. No, I just have no life. That's that's all it means. <laughs> I have nothing else to do, and I fill it with HR stuff. That's it. <laughs> no, but you know, we we had a great conversation. How you wanted to bring this? Well, you tell me you was from St. Augustine, um, but then you said you wanted to open it in Jacksonville. So we got together. We had a great conversation. And team, I got to tell you, um, I've oh I've I've helped open different chapters. I've never seen, and I'm going to say this here right now, I've never seen an opening night such as big as Jacksonville. I got to tell you. Wow, that's because, great. Yes, as soon as those doors opened, within 20 minutes, it was wall-to-wall -wall people. And it was, everybody was mingling. Everybody was having a great time. Everybody was enjoying these. I got mine. I got mine right here. <laughs> who People who can't and see. what is it? This is my lightning statue, my lightning statue that I got at Disrupt HR uh, Jacksonville. Um, every speaker got one, and I think everybody who was involved had one. And I have, a, I got to keep it next to me because it's really cool. It lights up because my son already grabbed it for his room twice, and I had to steal it back from him. So, so I got to keep it here with me. For the people listening to the podcast, that's the Disrupt HR logo, and uh, it's on a base there. And it looks like it has some LEDs or something in there. Would that be right? Yeah, it's not your normal little trophy or that you'd get like as a plaque. It is a neon light. So we're classy. You can't tell That's right awesome. now. Yeah, but at night, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Many people at the event said they felt like it was very, uh, very Spencer gifts as a little uh, throwback <laughs> small reference for you. <laughs> All right, it so is. so big question for you all right here. I'll start with Francis on this, but anyone that wants to jump in, jump in. First time facilitator, or was this not your first rodeo putting an event of this size together? 100% first time facilitator. In fact, I kept telling Natasha and Carly, you guys just tell me what to do. You know, I am at your mercy. You guys know the ropes. So this was new to me to put on something like this. And, you know, as Ricky, you know, prefaced us, he was like, you guys are going to not sleep and be nervous. And I was like, done, like check, checking the box. <laughs> You know, uh, um, definitely a little nerve wracking to do something like this. And um, 
you know, and, and I like to do things well. So I, I wanted this to go a certain way and I think it did, but yes, first time. And the three of you have known each other for quite some time or fairly new friends or just professionals in the industry locally. No, I was going to mention that. Yeah. So Carly and I met probably it was 2019 when she, again, she was like, Hey, I think it was right before it. the pandemic Francis. I think it was like February, 2020, because I think you were like my last meeting. And then oh, okay. she's got the date, yeah. February 14th. Yeah. She remembers. <laughs> That part's like surrounded on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that was a mistake. I, I, I tried to get, you know, some to business and instead I got roped into something. That's how I roll. And Natasha and I didn't really know each other. Um, so she really went out on a limb, right, Natasha? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I was nosy. I was like, I want to find out what this disrupt HR is all about. So <laughs> and I got to tell you, you... Natasha cracked me up because I'm going back and forth inside to venue and then coming back outside. And there's Natasha at the table signing people in. And I think you had some help, somebody, uh, a, a volunteer helping out. And, you know, Natasha, you know, she's sweet. She has a, a really awesome personality. But God help you if you're not on the list. <laughs> you're not on the list. Not, you're not on the list. Thirty dollars. You gotta pay. You know what? Oh. That, that brings up an interesting point. I I, I kind of want to toss this to the room. Talking about disrupt HR. A lot of people listening to the program are familiar with it already, right? They're familiar with disrupt HR and kind of how it goes down. But there's some organizations out there that do it completely free, and some of those are no longer doing disrupt HR events. So choosing that price point was probably a big consideration, right? I mean, or or was it a natural flow to jump in at that that price point for the uh, admission? I think it was it was it was definitely a discussion, and we were back and forth. But we knew it was important to us, and we we had chatted with some people that had done disrupt HR events in other cities. It was important to us to have a have a price tag because mm -hmm. if not. You know, even if it's $10, $20, $30, if people have paid, they're more likely to to show up unless they really can't, you know, whereas if they just RSVP, very easy to just not show. And so we did want there to be, and we really felt like there was a value to it, you know, not only from a content perspective, but good food, good drinks, and, um, and you know, good company. And so we wanted it to feel elite, if you will, you know, if you're, you're lucky to get a ticket to this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah, we felt like the price point worked out, worked out well. Would y'all, would y'all agree, Natasha and Francis? Yeah, I think so for sure. You know, we, we wanted it to be, and that's part of the disrupt model, obviously, is that this is something that whether your company's paying for it or you're paying out of pocket or whatever, it's doable. You know, it's something that's really reasonable. And again, how we modeled it, you know, it included a couple of drinks and some food. And so, um, that hopefully made it more reasonable for someone to, um, spend on a ticket price. And then, you know, of course, uh, hopefully some of the value added for um, some of our additional support was for the sponsorships who they were amazing. And that was obviously a huge, a huge part of us being able to bring it, you know, these, and again, this was new to me, but um, it's expensive to hold an event of this sort. Um, it really is. And I know you can go about, go about it different ways, but again, we wanted this to be just really, really nice and a really cool experience. And so um, those costs start to add up, you know, the cost of food and everything else has yep. gone up, but we made it work. And I will say that, you know, the three of us and we, and we knew this going into it, we're like, we're, this is a labor of love. We're doing this because we just want to do it. And so we're not trying to get anything out of it really. And um, 
except just the experience. And so that's where we landed and it all worked out really well. I was like, I and, would like to Francis's go- business if she goes anywhere other than Flagler College, right? Like you <laughs> I will be your agent one day, right, Francis? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, it all, you know, the stars align now and we have Bailey group. So I was like, I can't even help you help you out. I know, I know. They're already applying. Um, I'm like, oh. Carly's trying. I love it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a Sunday. I just, I don't, sh- I don't, don't shut I it off. I love Hey, it. I'm just going to throw it out there as, as a HR professional, Bailey group is on point. I have oh, them now as you. our business <laughs> The Bailey Group in St. Augustine, Florida, for all of you out there yeah. in the world. Sponsoring this podcast as well. That's I was about to are. say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Carly, does that, you know. Yeah, think that, okay, we're even. We're even. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> I am, Boy, this I'm is the fan, longest yes. coffee coffee meeting ever. I know. Gosh. <laughs> and you know what? Um, so, I got to say this. Going back to the event, um, it worked out so well. The price point, everything, the organization worked out so well that I think it worked out a little bit too well because towards the beginning, I was having a hard time and I have a big voice. I was having a hard time grabbing people and getting everybody's attention. Even, you know, a few minutes after it started, it got a little bit rowdy, right? It definitely did. It definitely did. And it was hard to, yeah, it was hard to wrangle people in. I mean, obviously the acoustics of the room were a little tough, but, um, I think people were just so excited to be together and see each other. And and it was such a good group of people in the room. They were like, you know, even during like the the quick 30 seconds between speakers, you could see people restarting those conversations and reengaging. So who was was going around with me as the hush committee? I, we, I was, I was, we were the, the shush, the shushers. I like, how, do hush kindly, how do I kindly tell people to shut up because we need to hear the speakers and I, and I wanted to have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, but they did. They did. You know, it's uh, it, it's it got so bad. I, mean, I don't want to say it got so bad, but it got so rowdy that I had to go to the back and get people's attention. But then, I mean, you know what? I rather have that than people falling asleep, right? right. So okay. that means everybody had a great time. The drinks were great. The music was spot on. Uh, thank you, Ricky, because uh, I, <laughs> I was finally able to plug. connect to the Spotify to my phone, <laughs> and I was just so excited that I get to control the whole music, no matter where I was, outside, inside. So it was just a all around great setup and the speakers who was in charge of uh putting the speakers together i think we were all it was a it was a group effort for that because <laughs> i gotta tell you man it, it, it's so here are the speakers it was it was karen nutter she was talking about finding con- uh contentment in a chaotic world and then jc you know this guy our buddy david Miklas. he was there as well he was there in Jacksonville, and a week later, he was with me in uh, in uh, Disruptive Char Orlando. A week later, so either, David Memphis either was, you're stalking him or he's stalking you. One of the two. I don't know, one of the two. But he uh, he's he probably doing research for that uh, lawsuit thing coming up against you. Uh, well, that's probably what I'm it is. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> because I was just in court, right? All right. So uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. Karen Nutter, David Miklas. Who else was there? Um, we had, all right, I'm trying to f- get the name here as well. So we also have. I heard Shannon JD Phillips. Reader was there. Was JD he Reader there? He, he wasn't, wasn't able to be there. He, he was able supposed to, make it. to, but he's going to yeah. join us next time. Okay. Yeah, he was, okay. yeah, he had a bail last minute, unfortunately. Yeah, well, so he missed sh- out. He missed out for sure. He did. He did. Calling you out, um, JD. Next time, you got to be there. <laughs> I'm time, telling you. Next time. You heard it here. Shannon Truex was also there talking about appreciation languages. And JC, do you remember a Space Coast um, HR conference earlier this year? A good friend, Darren Finley. Remember him? Yes. 
towards the end. He was there too. Darren he was, was there. talking about. He was there. Darren's yeah, an, an amazing, amazing speaker. Th this yes. is like a Kino yeah. guy. You know, that, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Big Darren Finley fan. Yep, he was talking about diversity, HR, fail, or win. You be the judge. Cool. He did awesome there. Um, and then keep going. I have also um, Letty Bozard. Let me tell you, she made me laugh hysterically. Letty was talking about putting love to work. And she did an amazing job kind of letting us know how, you know, it's easy for us to forget that, Yes, we're at work 40 hours a week where one-third of our day has to do with work, but how to find that passion in it, putting your love into it to see if anything changes. And, you know, if you don't like it, then go find something else to do. And then Jenny Stone was talking about the red pill or blue pill. Which one will you choose? You know, just a play on uh, the Matrix to see where you would go. It's kind of like choose your own adventure type of situation. Um, she had the whole room cracking up as well. Um, and... Emily Eskew Davis. Now, she was talking about Swiper Demise. She also did a similar situation, kind of like the red pill Swiper? or the blue pill. Like Dora Swiper. the Explorer type? Or? Not, not, oh, not like Tinder swiping. Like that? Yes, no, yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cell phone swiping. <laughs> right. Got it. Yeah, I love how you go quickly from Dora the Explorer to Tinder. <laughs> yeah, thanks. In the middle. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you have kids. You think that is fine. Go on. Go on. Yeah, yeah, so the sure, Swiping sure, Demise, sure. it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Same thing as a blue pill, red pill. You know, just do you swipe left, do you swipe right in different situation. And then Andy Bowman talking about leadership truth bombs, which was a really good take on uh, some hard-hitting facts about being a leader that some people just would not be aware about. All right, so here's, hand yeah, here's my million-dollar question uh, for, for the team here. When we hear about all these different speakers, were they recorded? Will I be able to watch these on the Disrupt hr.co website when will they be available it's a great question your timing's impeccable they're available as of today right ladies didn't we just get that email yeah yeah the videos have been uploaded to the vimeo channel so um and they're on the jacksonville page so on the disrupt hr website if you go to the jacksonville page then there should be a link to get to them from from there and it's through vimeo so they stream really well Excellent. we had a spot-on videographer donnie. donnie how do you say donnie's last name is it garrett's i uh, know him as donnie <laughs> donnie g <laughs> donnie g he did a he did a wonderful job and so yeah those videos are uploaded and they're available and as you probably know I don't, we haven't talked about it yet but um they're five minutes each so you can go on you can you know quickly just you know take a snippet of, of whatever information and message that speakers were trying to share and i'd love to see some of our videos get in like the top five or whatever so like Ooh. the more they're viewed um they show up on the disrupt page like on the top viewed videos or whatever so um jc you have some homework today go watch all the videos over and over and hey, over done again deal my friend and let's yeah from your phone it, your yeah. computer so for, <laughs> for anyone that might be following along i'm doing this in real time right now i found the uh, just a uh, google disrupt hr jacksonville you go right to the main page you'll see the pictures of the team right here but right underneath that it says featured talks you've got a few of them right there and then it says view all talks for the city and they all <laughs> pop up right up it, it's it's pretty cool i'm i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna be taking a look at these uh after today's discussion. Thank you for the information on that. Back to you.
It's interesting. You know, when you tell someone they've got five minutes to talk, um, I think that they initially you think, okay, what can I really say that's meaningful in five minutes? You know, I mean, and when you look at the, if you watch some of these videos, if you weren't able to join us, most of the slides are just a picture, right? There's not a lot of bullets. There's not a lot of content, but I mean, genuinely every single person that spoke there was something that was that was meaningful and you know that e even if it wasn't part of what you could do from a work perspective you could take it you know in your personal life as well i felt like um so it was it was crazy to me as my that was my first disrupt hr event i've attended how much you actually could get from somebody in just five minutes you know and and mm -hmm. without something and, and it wasn't detailed but it was just still really resonated with with me i want to piggyback off that natasha you said you're part of sherm right and you've been around sherm for quite some time I and mean, when we think about Sherman, some of the big conferences, those keynote speakers, they're amazing. And especially if you get a lawyer up there, they'll be slated for like 20 or 30 minutes. And the next thing you know, they're talking for two and a half hours. So when we think about that <laughs> format for Disrupt HR, Natasha, what was your takeaway in regards to the difference of format compared to the, the longer form keynotes that we see at bigger conferences? And, uh, and do you think anyone missed the mark? Did anyone bomb? What do you think? Well, I think the difference or, or my takeaway uh, from the differences between the two is when you see a keynote uh, at a conference, the ones that make the biggest impact are the are the motivational ones and the ones that can do a quick a, quick hits that you're going to remember and take away forever. They're going to tell you about their story, but in the end, what are the five things I need to walk away from, from this, from this presentation? And I think you can do that in five minutes. So I think that's one thing that, that, that Disrupt HR and a stereotypical conference keynote speaker has in common. At the end of the day, I can talk for an hour, but I need five minutes to catch your attention to say these five things. Um, I, I think also um, some of the some of the people that were at Disrupt HR were also conference speakers. Some we we plucked right from conferences that said, "Hey, you know what? You did you've done it at a conference, but you know what? Just give me five minutes of your time and 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 wow us." And I think that speakers like Darren Finley and Jenny and uh, and Jenny Stone and all of them, they really they really brought it. You know, even some that were very very nervous about it. Oh my gosh, I've, I've done hours and now I got to do, yeah. drill it down in five minutes. Um, they were able they were still able to be impactful, and I don't think anybody bombed it. I think everyone was amazing um, and 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 brought some great nuggets of information for people to walk away from and say wow, that was a great, that was a great event. And hopefully those same people who said, wow, will be back again um, for the next one. Francis, did, did you advise people on how to put the slides together? Did you help them choose pictures or did you let them go and they were on their own? Yeah, no, all we, all we do is give them the, the guidelines for the format of the presentation, which is you get five minutes, 20 slides, and they, they rotate automatically at 15 seconds. So, you know, we gave him a template and said, hey, plug all your stuff in. And that was it. Um, we we kind of loosely had a theme that was nailed it or failed it. So, you know, for this event, we wanted them to bring something that maybe they did really well within their, you know, um, industry or something that they totally bombed. Because some of those are obviously the best lessons sometimes is when you just totally blew something. So, um, so that was kind of where we left it. And then all the topics were different, you know, um, and then they could kind of put whatever they wanted on the slides. So, so that's the beauty of this too, is that, um, and I think that Jennifer McClure, who's the, the CEO for Disrupt, and I, I think she 
uh, the the actual title that she used is chief excitement officer is she really makes it easy. She's been so supportive and she says, listen, these are the few things I need you guys to follow. Otherwise, like go at it and have fun. So we were able to do that with the speakers too. And I had some speakers that kind of wanted that guidance. Okay. You know, can you tell me this and that? And we're like, just do it, you know, just, just whatever it is that you want to bring, bring it. And so I think that that added some, I think that added a little bit of energy to it that maybe isn't again, the norm for these sorts of events yeah. usually because you don't know what you're going to get. And we told him to, this is my favorite part. I said, if you just totally suck, it's over in five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, so that was fun, but nobody did. I'm with you, Natasha. Nobody, nobody bombed. They, they all really nailed it. And, um, so I was honored to have that lineup. It was great. Real quick, everyone, you are listening to HR Talk. We've got the crew from Disrupt HR Jacksonville. Real quick for you. Hello, my name is Jennifer McClure, and you're listening to HR Talk with Ricky and JC. Ricky Bias, back to you. So she was on the show a few years ago. We had a great conversation Love about it. she loves horses, right, JC? She really started talking about horses and how much she loved them. But yeah, we had a great conversation. You know, I. Thinking about the uh, her her title, I went back to Karen Nutter's title because I noticed something. So Jennifer McClure is the chief excitement officer, and Karen is the chief inspiration officer, and that caught my attention. So I didn't get a chance to really connect with her and find out what she meant by that. But do any of you know what what it's what exactly does she do as a chief inspiration officer, other than what the title actually implies? So I'm actually working with Karen at this time separately. Um, I'm getting certified to do disc assessments. And um, nice. and so she, she, she's a certified master coach, right? But she, as you can see also in her presentation, she is just a firecracker. And yes. so chief, chief and inspirational officer, I think that probably just applies to every part of her life, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, it's just a cool title, right? Could yeah, you imagine yeah, being yeah. introduced as the chief inspiration officer? You got to get up there. And I mean, I don't know. It kind of puts a high bar, right? Because once you leave from any of her talks, I guess you should feel inspired, which we did because she kicked it off and she did an amazing job. Dude, I, I, I got to jump you in, though. You have an off day, right? If you're a chief in, uh, inspiration officer, you can't come in uh, dragging yes. your feet with your yes, head down. Exactly. <laughs> you know what, though? We have an every day. I've engaged with Karen in ways too, where we, we've even talked about that some to say, you know what, the other part of it is just to be real. And like, if, if, and that's something that, you know, as a leader, if you can bring that in and say, okay, this is what's going on with me. I'm having a rough day. I, I actually think that's inspiring too. Even if it's not always like, you know, you're upbeat and everything's just like fabulous and hunky dory, just to have that authenticity to be like, you know, I'm a person I'm, 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 I'm not doing good today. That that does inspire me too, in a way. So um, she and I talk about that a little bit, but but for the most part, I see her and she's just like a bolt of energy. Yes, and a lot the first of time fun. the first time I met Karen was at, at an HR uh, HR presentation, mm. and she just it, it was one of those presentations where she just brought some very real life examples that had me rolling on the floor or laughing because she was just so um, energetic and passionate. But most importantly, it was very real talk. 
um, yeah. about the, what we were experiencing at the time. And mind you, this was like 2016. Um, but since then, uh, you know, Karen has written multiple books and her that presentation that she did is based off of her book, Contentment in a Chaotic World. So if you haven't gotten that book, definitely go in and purchase that. It's Karen Netter's uh, Contentment in a Chaotic World. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to write that down real quick because, uh, look, it, it's and you're right. These days, that's what's missing in leadership. What's missing in leadership right now is that attitude. It's an authenticity. And if you compare how leadership was today to 20, 30 years ago, it's a big difference because back then it was that top down authority figure. Right. You do as I say, if not, you go ahead and leave that mantra kind of changed in the past 15 20 years especially right now after the pandemic it changed quite a bit so yeah i i do think we need more chief inspirations officers chief excitement officers that's why we're seeing that shift from hr directors to director of people and culture or chief people officer everything's shifting away from that tactical hr stuff to the more human hr stuff so that's to me that's exciting because i get to see this right now and and you know events like disrupt HR HR, it's it's it really puts a lightning bolt, right? It's some kind of current, some kind of energy into what needs to happen with HR today. Because now more than ever, we're going to need it, especially with what's going to happen here in the next couple of years in this post not so post pandemic environment. So I'm excited to see what the next disrupting chart, Jacksonville. Have we talked about that? Not officially, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were like, we're just going to breathe for a few minutes after oh, this, who needs after this event. Yeah, no, Ricky, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you're here you are. You're like, okay, what's happening next? So someone, you're keeping us on our toes. Um, we uh, we have officially, we've renewed for 2023, I will say that. Um, and what, what that looks like exactly, um, I don't know yet, but, you know, as far as time frame or or venue or any of those things. But I would like to say that if, if, you know, 1.0 is any indication of what we can do, and that was just like kind of flying blind, then people need to be ready for 2.0. Oh yeah. Well, we need to get a hold of the Jacksonville Jaguars to see if we can borrow their facilities for an event. <laughs> we might just need that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I could hear that March is a beautiful time of year down in the area there. March, April, somewhere around there. <laughs> To yes. then repeat again in fall, you know? Yes, yes, yes. There's Weather's a factor, you know, timing of everyone's insane schedules are a factor. Um, if we can bring everyone together, obviously, you know, to, um, we'll hold, hold one event. Will we do more than that? I'm not sure yet. Um, but I do feel like, obviously, so much went into this that we've really laid a good foundation for Jacksonville. I mean, Ricky, I love your testament that, you know, for what you've seen from other disrupts that you've started, that Jacksonville, like, showed up. So that makes me so proud. Um, And I think that we have now a really good foundation that's been laid for the next one. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the bar was set. The bar was set pretty high, and those bacon-covered whatever things those were that they kept serving were killing (laughs) Oh, my God. I was trying not to talk to that person while I was on stage. What were they? (laughs) Well, it was some of the um, catering. So there was the bacon-wrapped, was it bacon-wrapped chicken or something? I don't remember. But I will say, I won't name any names, but someone left the venue with, like, bottles of alcohol and to-go boxes of food. 
and had a little party in their hotel, I believe. <laughs> so, okay, I'll say your name. Nice. I'll say your name. So here's what happened, right? So towards the end, right, everything's closing and all this food is left over, right? And there's you this food not. and these... But, hold on, hold on. All so right. I'm like, I haven't checked into the hotel yet. <laughs> so Francis is like, here, take this. And I'm like, I'll take this, this, this bottle of wine. I was having a great conversation with her husband, who's awesome, and we're just talking and we're grabbing all these things. And I go to the hotel. Now, let me just paint a picture, right? I got my jacket. I'm all sweaty. I am just exhausted, right? I have my backpack with all of my stuff, these four containers of food. It's just cheese, bacon wrap stuff, and fruit, and a bottle of wine. And I haven't checked in. So I go to the front desk. The guy looks to me up and down all the show. Like he's like, somebody had a blast today. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like yep. And I'm gonna continue it in the hotel room, checking in, here from bias. Thank you very much. <laughs> so <laughs> and there I am walking all the way upstairs, you know, all lonely. <laughs> and then I put it all in there and uh, I decided to go downstairs to the bar and get um uh, some gumbo. <laughs> so uh, Ricky, <laughs> where fun. where did you stay and where was the uh where was the event venue? How how close were those? Were they the same place? It it was a good three miles away. I stayed at the downtown Hyatt Regency. It's 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 just in right by the uh, yeah in Jacksonville. Oh, they're yeah. known for their gumbo, actually. It's a yeah, yeah. They're known for their gumbo. Yeah. It's a funny story with that offline. <laughs> the ladies don't know. I'll tell them later. Oh. I'll tell them later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, no. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's only about three miles away. And uh, I'm glad I stayed, though, because let me tell you, I was exhausted. I wasn't going to drive all the way back home. But let me tell you, man, all that food and wine really did a number. It was awesome. (laughs) It was. Yeah. And the venue, the venue was um, a place called Brick and Bean. And so it was on the outskirts of downtown Jacksonville. So officially in Springfield, which is just a beautiful, um, you know, area of downtown Jacksonville, historic homes. And so this venue has been many things over the years. Um, but most recently it's become this, you know, what is an event venue? I think they do weddings and stuff there. So it's really whatever you want to make it. There's no, you know, lodging or anything like that. So we, we brought everything in. Um, but, but it set the tone for what we wanted, which is, you know, it's, it's, there's lots of bricks and there's lots of beams in there, if you can imagine. (laughs) And, um, you know, a lot of cool lighting and they, so it it was, I mean, that was one thing that I I heard consistently. I don't know about you guys, but when everyone came in, they're like, oh my God, this place is awesome. So, um, so it's it's the bricks and beams, the bricks and beams, people like that industrial vibe and it was there. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. It was really industrial. I liked it. It was industrial, but it was warm. Like it was still kind of cozy. And, um, and again, we filled up the room. I mean, that was something one of my colleagues said she, cause she's, she's, you know, introverted and she kind of doesn't want to, you know, engage too much. And that's just not her area of, of strength. And, and I told her, I challenged her. I said, I want you to come home with five, at least five cards or five contacts or Mm. whatever, like go meet people. And she goes, well, I, I was really forced to, because honestly, it was, and this is what we wanted. She goes, you know, we were walking through and you're kind of bumping shoulders with people mm-hmm. and you guys say, excuse me. And, you know, you can see, we had name tags, you know, if you wanted to write your name on one. So you could kind of just very easily, like Carly said, it wasn't like a big open space where you had to like awkwardly like meander up to a table and be like, is anyone sitting here? You know, you could just like bump into someone and start talking to them. And, um, and so it, it was, it was a good vibe. If we sold and we capped our sales tickets at 50 and we sold out, right? So if we wanted to go bigger, we'll have to do a different venue, I think. I mean, it was yeah, packed we do. and yeah. 
you know, as Ricky mentioned, he had to go like, you know, to the back of the room and be like, hello, you know, you guys, <laughs> we have an event going on and, and try to get people in the back because they were just partying and people were having yep. fun. All right. Million dollar question for all three of you kind of heading into a little bit of a quick round right here. When we think about the event, what would we have done different? What do we want to change? We are our own worst mm. critic at the end of the day. What could be better for you from your perspective? Starting Ooh. with Carly. I will just say the only the only negative I thought was that the acoustics in the room were a little tough. So I think that, you know, Ricky said it was it was lively. And um, depending on where people were sitting in relation to a speaker, it may have just been a little bit hard for them to hear. Um, so that would be probably the only thing that I think, you know, we can improve upon next year. Otherwise, I think we I think we nailed it. Natasha. We need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. We definitely needed a bigger facility. It was great and a wonderful facility, but uh, it, it was it was it was small, which we would never have thought that. Yeah, <laughs> we never would have thought that in the planning process that we would need a bigger facility, mm. so, a bigger boat. <laughs> and Francis, over to you. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to say the same thing. There was a beautiful outdoor area that we could have, you know, kind of spread out into. But of course, whenever the speakers were speaking, people wouldn't want to be outside. And you never know it's hit or miss in October yeah. if it's going to be nice weather or, or, or cool or hot. And it was too warm. It was real muggy. Yeah. So everybody came inside. And I will say at one point it was funny because Ricky had such a great icebreaker talking about, um, you know, to, to kind of promote the active listening. And and so it, so we're doing the icebreaker. And at one point, I'm like yelling in the face of the girl that I'm talking to. I'm like telling her my best vacation story. And I it was like awkward because I was like, I, I was like, am I hurting your ears right now? Like, I, <laughs> so she could hear me. I, it got a little weird. Um, so, yeah, I'll just have to say that was that was more of a challenge than we expected. A good problem to have. Yes. Um, though it was absolutely. Ricky, by his question to you, what's this icebreaker she's talking about? What did you put the, how did you traumatize the audience that day? <laughs> no, you know, I, I paired everybody up, you know, uh, in pairs and one person had to tell the other person the most amazing uh, vacation story. And the other person was supposed to ignore them, just ignore them as much as possible. And you timed that for two minutes and then you debrief talking about how hard it was to ignore then you do it again for two minutes, but only this time the second person listens. They're engaged. But the only well, I mean, I can't give away the, the secret, right? Because of 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 how you debrief afterwards. It's something else that I did that I don't want to give away for other sessions. But uh, it was really interesting to see the impact of being there and listening, especially in an environment where it's kind of hard to listen, even if you tried. Love it. Okay, we're staying with the speed of things. I've got a question for Carly, then a question for Natasha, then Ricky is going to have a special question for Francis. So starting with Carly, uh, pet insurance as a benefit. You got to talk to me about this. It's like a really big thing in the industry right now. And a lot of people have come up in the news. It's been a topic of conversation on this program. Benefits are a key to attracting employees and bringing them into your organization. But not everyone offers pet insurance. But you, you, do you? We do. We do offer pet insurance. And I'll tell you, that is probably one of the trickiest lines of coverage to write right now because there's there's kind of two modes and I won't get into too much detail, but you can do like a discount pr program, which makes it easy, right? Whatever you do, it's 25% off. And then there's these like really, really legit ones where, hey, if you've got a three-year-old Shih Tzu, you have a different rate than a, you know, five-year-old tabby cat. 
And I can just, when I start getting into that, I can see the HR folks and the payroll folks being like, no, <laughs> we are not doing that. <laughs> but yes, it is a big thing and a lot of people are asking for it. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Natasha, over to you right quick. Over the past couple of years, there's been a huge push from the Sherm perspective on internships, on getting to people that are like at that level, even in high school, and trying to attract talent at an earlier age. Where do we see ourselves with that in the human resource industry right now and then also moving into the future? Well, I think uh, one, yes, internships are a way to go, especially that you are in in college and you're looking for that great experience. But it's more importantly for just as important, I should say, is for the employer that you can start drawing that talent kind of early. What we are seeing now, in addition to internships, is apprenticeship programs where now you don't have to say, hey, you have to have you have to be in college or going through this particular track. You now can say, hey, you know what, once you graduate from high school or even while you're in high school, start thinking about what you want to do. And then you can go ahead and start apprenticing with some employers. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying. We're seeing now and not just not and not only in every industry, but also in human resources. And so um, that's one of the things I think we'll we'll start to to see and grow. And and yes, Sherm does have a HR apprenticeship program uh, on their website as well. That's perfect. And with that apprenticeship program, wasn't there something that started up with the state of Florida like over the past couple of years or there was something exploratory around the time of COVID? I can't remember exactly what that was. Is there any movement or motion with that in the in Florida? So it's amazing that you mentioned that uh, mentioned that because at our Sherm chapter meeting just on Thursday, we had a representative uh, from Career Source of Northeast Florida, and she talked about the uh, apprenticeship programs uh, that are throughout the state of Florida. And you could actually go to the Career Source Northeast Florida website and find out information on that. And um, Doreen Lund uh, is our local representative here, and she is the apprenticeship navigator that is her title and she can help with not only pairing um, employers with apprentice uh apprentice uh apprentices if you will uh, but also uh, navigate that that process of hey i don't have this program in place already how can you help me create one and so she can pair you up with a subject matter expert that can help create your apprenticeship program and then um help um, pair you up with an appropriate oh, person. Big things, mm-hmm. a lot going on. Ricky Baez, your question to Francis, your time is right now. So this is a conversation that I had with a client last week, and we, it, it, it really opened both of our eyes, so I kind of wanted to put it out to other people to see what they think. Now, this is for you, Francis, but anybody else can jump in on this one. So here's a hypothetical situation. You have an employee. She is one of the best employees that you have, and every task you give this employee, she works 40 hours a week. Every task you give her on a weekly basis, she finishes it in 30 hours instead of 40 as the leader, what do you do? Do you give her more time? Do you, oh, no, I'm no, sorry. Do you give her more things to do in those extra 10 hours? Or do you just let it be because you got the value out of what you're paying and your objectives are met? So what do we do? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a great question, Ricky. That's um, an interesting conundrum to be in. Is there music? Am I getting the... <laughs> Francis, would you like a lifeline? 
with the music, the pressure is still is so great. Um, here's my my two cents is this. You're giving someone, you know, you're paying them based on what they have been hired to do. And so at that point, I think, yes, like maintain what those job responsibilities are and sort of leave it at that. Because if you're then challenging someone to perform at a level and not compensating them for that, then you're going to run into issues there. It's a tricky thing, though, because if this person's a rock star, they're going to want to probably do more and excel. So they're going to if you don't, then they're going to get bored and they're going to want to leave. So I don't have an answer to that question. And I would like to hear what, yeah, yeah, let's, let's hear what others are saying. So I, uh, it's, I asked her, so I asked my client permission to talk about it because she is going to be listening once this airs and because she's curious to see what everybody else thinks. So, um, here's, here's what I'm saying. Cause she and I are, 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 are going back and forth, but it's, it's the conversation is lively. Her eyes are opening. My eyes are, are opening to this new era that we're seeing. So what I told her was this, look, you're, you're, this is a salaried employee. She does an amazing job, right? So if she is hitting all the marks that you're giving her for the week and she finishes it early, have a conversation with her because you're right. You know, some employees want more. They want to succeed. They want to feel like they're useful, especially the high caliber ones. But have a conversation with her. Do you want another project? You want to do something else with this time? Maybe you want to do something else with your family, which I have. I personally have no problem with that. Because you're getting what you pay for and then some. And if you, the more flexibility you give to employees that crave flexibility, the more they're going to stick with you. So it, it, from a financial perspective, if you ask a CFO this question, they're going to want you to get the most bang for the bucks. No, give her more information. Give her more things to, to do. But I got to tell you, everybody I've talked to so far, you're the ninth one. We're half and half. Where some people say give this person more stuff, and every and, and other people are saying, um, no, just leave, leave it alone. As long as she's okay, she doesn't want to do any more or want more work. Is we don't want to alienate her neither, right? We don't want to give her more work than her colleagues and reward her hard work with more work when right. the other friends are not getting that. Right. So it, it's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna keep collecting information, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, Natasha, Carly, any any, any thoughts on that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, um, a comment on that. So years ago, I worked in the, the hotel industry and I had a sales manager who was like that. She was finished her work. She was hitting all of her sales call goals. She was hitting her revenue goals. She was doing it all in 30 hours a week instead of 40. So now, mind you, she's now salary. And the company at the time was saying, hey, you know what? You need to do 40 hours of work. Mm. So in her mind, she was being penalized for being a great employee. She was yeah. being penalized for achieving her goals in 30 hours instead of 40 hours. Yep. So we have to look at that from a total rewards perspective and a recognition perspective because she's saying I'm achieving my my work in 30 hours I'm exceeding your expectations and you're penalizing me for it by making me stay here mm. instead of me going home early on a Friday to spend time with my family and my kids or taking t getting off work early to go and pick up my child early from school because I want to take them to get an ice cream cone. I mean, you, so so in my opinion, it's individualized. And I think you're right, Ricky, that you would go and talk to that employee about what they perceived as great recognition for them with this. And, and they will tell you, let them tell you what there it you is. Go. 
excellent. I, for the record, I'm on that boat. <laughs> I am. No, right. And that was years ago. This was, I'm telling you, this was 2003, 2004. So it's oh, not wow. anything new. It's wow. not anything new. It's just the fact that we are now it's just like diversity. We haven't stopped. Diversity has been around for a long time. It's just now we talk about it more when something happens, when something significant happens. Mm. So now we have a new generation or even uh, another generation in the workforce or who's making us think about it again because she was an exer. So at that time she was saying it and thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. now we have another generation who's forcing it up again. And now we have to talk about it again. Yeah, I love that these topics are coming to the surface and that mm-hmm. we're able to think about it in a more um, complex way because it's not a one size fits all. And, and you know, what are the details of the company? What are the, what's the company size and what are, what are the other, you know, you got what's what what is um, the other roles look like that are going to be impacted if you do something to this role? You know, so one of my kind of go to phrases and i think my employees are probably so sick of this but i I always say i need more information you know i need more information there's always more to the story um but getting that employee's perspective um getting all of the employees perspective as much as you can getting that feedback from people is huge even if you can't give them the outcome that they're asking for to hear what they're looking for can Mm -hmm. kind of change the whole game yeah, I would I would piggyback on that. I mean, just really getting what makes the employee fulfilled. And Shannon, one of the Disrupt HR talks was about how do employees perceive appreciation? I mean, some people want a company wide email sent out like, hey, Carly did this. Let's all, you know, reply back with how proud we are. And other employees just would say, we know Carly likes a cinnamon dolce latte. We're going to bring her one on Friday and leave it on her desk as a thank you. We're noticing you. So I think, yeah, getting with that employee and understanding what you know, what, what would be most impactful to you? Do you want to use that time to learn a new piece of the business or take on another project? Or would you rather bow out early and hang with, you know, hang with your family? Um, I think that's where employers really need to get to is is an individualized approach. And for the record, this is for an exempt level employee in case I have some attorneys with people giving you calls saying they're hourly. No, this is exempt level employee and uh, you pay them for what they do, not necessarily their time. Hey, with all that being said, I big shout out to you, Ricky, for your lightning round. Ladies and gentlemen listening, as you could tell, he is an HR guy. His lightning round went 10 minutes. Mine was two. <laughs> That's how awesome it is. <laughs> it is time for Current Events. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Current Events this week is brought to us in part by... Who's bringing this to the show today? Carly. Carly? Carly's bringing it to the show. Oh, gosh. What's, what's the name of the organization, Carly? What's the Bailey the, Group. The Bailey the Group. Bailey yes. Group. You're sponsoring it, Carly. Today's card event is brought to you in part by the Bailey Group. Your spot for doing Bailey things? Would that be the tagline? That's right. Basically, yes. Employee benefits. Your spot for employee benefits and doing <laughs> Bailey things. The Bailey Group. All right. Our first story today is going to take us all the way down to Sydney, Australia. I'm going to read the story and going to toss it out to the room dissect it, take it from your personal perspective and how it fits into the world of business and HR. This is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Employers are offering a much wider range of non-monetary incentives in addition to paying large sign-on bonuses to recruit employees since the labor market is as competitive as it's ever been. According to the annual skills priority list, which was revealed in Australia last week, there are now 286 occupations that are thought to have a labor shortage. 
up from 153 the previous year in their country. In August, 301,000 job openings were published with a 37% increase from the same month in the previous year. With more openings than job hunters, the power dynamic has moved from the company to the employee. In addition to other factors they value, such as working with nice people, having a decent work-life balance, and being paid fairly, job prospects are in a fantastic position to negotiate some great benefits, according to them. Organizations must present a value proposition to prospective employees in order to market themselves to those candidates. The Australian IT giant Atlassian will pay for bicycle rentals, maintenance, and accessories up to a certain annual maximum. Additionally, paid leave beyond what is required by law is given to new parents. Employees at the fintech company are eligible to obtain shares in the company and are allowed to work remotely for up to four weeks per year. It's not mentioned in the article whether or not either company offers pet insurance. However, more <laughs> firms now provide retention bonuses, which are paid when employees stays with the company for a predetermined amount of time, as well as sign-on bonuses. Current events, back to the room, starting with Ricky Baez. Over to you. I was on board with everything you were saying until I heard four weeks of telecommuting a year. Four weeks? That seems pretty low considering what's been happening these past couple of years and <laughs> for those of you who don't know what's been happening these past couple of years um essentially had put it's put the option of telecommuting not an option anymore i give it maybe 10 years before telecommuting becomes as common as benefits being offered as a total compensation package but for them to say we're going to move this whole workforce thing forward and be forward thinking we're going to offer four weeks a year yeah that's i don't think that's going to fly everything else sounds pretty good and it sounds like they're on board to make sure that they get the right talent and retain the right talent but that's the only piece i got man. i always find it interesting who pins in on what when we touch on a current event in the article piece back to the room anyone that wants to jump in your thoughts i'll jump in here and i think it's just so interesting when you're talking about the bike rentals and stuff i mean being in the benefits world you know historically has been obviously health insurance life insurance and the stuff that we are getting pitched now from vendors to bring to our clients is so i mean you guys mentioned pet insurance but to us that's almost become a norm i mean there's um organizations that are allowing employers to pay to give each employee a certain amount of hours where someone like handyman can come and, and do things in your house, you know, like we'll give you 10 hours a month for someone to come fix your washing machine. And it's like, Oh my goodness. It's, it's so diverse, but it really is, you know, you opened up the show, Ricky talking about four generations in the workforce and to me or to a single mom, I mean, that may be way more valuable than having a dental plan right now, you know? So I think just offering diverse things is really going to attract people regardless of where they are in life. Natasha, Francis thoughts. Well, I, I, I think that no matter where you are in the world, whether it's Australia or United States, I think that that employers have to think and be creative uh, about being that employer of choice. Um, it used to be a time as long as you had jobs available, you were kind of the employer of choice. <laughs> or if you had a few little perks like working in the hotel industry and we had free 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 night stays at resorts and and, and the hotels was was great. Um, but now or working in retail, you get discount on your clothes was great. But now 
uh, you really have to think very creatively if you're, you know, in a, a tech company such as this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that they that the company on itself is on is on track. I think that what what I what I got out of, it, out of this this uh, segment is every employer needs to sit back and think about how do I stand out? How do I can I, how can I be perceived as employer of choice? And then from there. Um, what can I offer my employees that's, that's different? Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, for some, it's going to be hard, you know, for some, it's going to be really hard. But I think that if you, you know, you, you do some things like this, like the bicycle rentals and things, I mean, that's just something that's so different and rare, but, you know, we, we don't live there. So we may, they may, that may be something that's just like, wow, that is something I need. You know, like pet insurance. I don't have a pet, but if right, right. but if a company, if I had a pet and they and they offer pet insurance, it's like wow, I need that. I or need that. or like they offer the bicycle rental, but most of your employees live like a hundred miles away. Like that ain't happening. Are you ain't catching exactly. this guy on a bike? Yeah, 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 yeah. Francis, your thoughts? No, I think I think that too. Just like with the recognition thing in general, to really understand what your population is and what they're looking for, that's where you should probably put the energy into. And you know, coming coming at it from a perspective of of an HR professional, who yes, we all always want to look at what are the incentives and what's going to attract the talent and keep the talent. There's always that you know bottom line that we have to consider. And so there's a lot of appeal to these things. Um, doing the research, introducing them, maintaining them. There's so much that goes into that. So, you know, I am super high uh, C on the disc assessment. So I'm always wanting to analyze, you know, everything and, 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 and mm. to the extent to know what it's going to look like on the other side. And so um, I think that there's a lot that needs to go into the consideration of why you would bring what you would bring, not just something because it's trendy um, and what's really meaningful to employees Um and then try to take it from there. You know, I think that, um, you know, for employees to want to stay somewhere, I liked it. Something stuck out to me was the, was this, was the, like the retention bonus or the stay bonus or whatever. You know, I think that, yeah, to get someone in the door with that sign on is great. And that's, you know, but, but beyond that, you know, when we're hitting, cause we're, you know, if you're hitting your five, 10, 15 year mark, that's a big deal nowadays. Mm, so yeah. like to, to really, um, look for something in my mind right now. That's where I went to the employees that have stuck around and that have really invested in, cause you know how much, you know, time it takes to really get it settled into a company. And it depends on the role for sure. But if you've been there for two, three, four years, you're an asset in so many ways beyond just what you're doing day to day in your job. So finding those things that can keep people there beyond whatever, what's, what's kind of the, the trend now for turnover? Is it three to five years or something that people are are staying at jobs. Yeah, I think um, it was in that range. Unless your name's Ricky, I think it's every year, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I went to a bad place. I went to a bad place. Yeah, so um, the total rewards package, you know, as Natasha mentioned, that's got to be on employer's radar. It's got to be bigger than just what they're paying to employees. Yep. And, and then the other thing is that I run into is you have to really um, – make a point to educate your employees on what's out there because, you know, they're busy doing their jobs. And so it kind of maybe during open enrollment or you have something that, that, you know, you, you send out via email, it's a mass announcement or whatever, bring it back to the individuals 
to the point when they, when I, you know, I ran into someone the other day on campus and they're like, what was that website? You know, it's, it's a discounted website for concert tickets or whatever. I told it to them and then like, oh, I, I can't get logged in. I, so I stood there with them and I said, let's get you logged in right now. If you want to use this, if you're interested in it, I'm going to stand here and help you get logged into it and get mm. you the, you know, client code or whatever it is. Um, because if people can't get to it and use it, then it's pointless anyways. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you know, what you're offering is only as good as how you're able to roll it out and maintain it. All my bad jokes aside, you know, when you're Ricky Baez and you step out and start your own business, that's a different level. And that's a different show. And we'd love to have some of y'all back on the program to talk about starting your own business and stepping aside. Hey, our second news story here. This one is going to be, if, if you don't want to comment, just say pass or hard pass if you desire. <laughs> this one's from The Verge. Twitter's significant layoffs were, quote, caused by Elon Musk, but they were admittedly Jack Dorsey's fault, according to current events as of today. Jack Dorsey went on Twitter and made a statement, quote, folks at Twitter, past and present, are strong and resilient. They will always find a way no matter how difficult the moment. Dorsey writes, I realize that many are angry with me. I own responsibility for why everyone is in this situation. I grew the company size too quickly. I apologize for that. End quote. Back to you. Anyone in the room? Go in once. I'm a hard pass because I don't even have a Twitter. There it is. <laughs> Anyone else going twice? I I will I will make a comment. I I think that so I'm going to come at it from two two perspectives. One perspective is from the employee perspective, and it's it's never it's never easy um, to to be given that slip to say, hey, your 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 position is no longer there, or you know we're downsizing, or performance is poor, or what have you. It is definitely the hardest conversation you hardest thing you want to hear. Um, so no matter what happened in this situation, if they were to ex exercise the, the appropriate way through the Warren Act and given time and notice, it still would have been festering for the, the next 50 days regarding, yeah. uh, this, the layoff. So there was no, no positive spin on this that could have happened, whether Elon or, or Jack. So I, I think that from there, you know, it's 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 just because Twitter is such a public company. Everybody knows what everybody's doing at Twitter, and and from the employee perspective, it's of course that this is not going to sit well. From from the company perspective, I think that uh, once again, it just would have never sat well. It just would have never. No matter what decision that was made, it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have pleased anybody. Um, you know, as far as decisions made and how it was made and what was done, you know, we weren't in the room, so we don't know. We, we, we just know that they needed to lay off 3000 employees and they did. But I also want to mention that there are mortgage companies that are laying off 3000 employees. There are financial companies mm -hmm. that are laying off 3000 employees yep. that are, that are hotel chains that are laying off 3000 employees. I mean, this isn't the only one. It's just the fact that it's Twitter. So we want to give we we want to we want to be um, uh, aware and 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 be sympathetic with the Twitter employees, but we also want to be sympathetic with all the other people that have been laid off because the because when they were working, there were people during COVID that weren't. Yep. So we we just want to be. I think it's just more of yeah. you know 
Twitter's just out there. It's just a big company. Right. We, you know, we just well, and Elon to- Musk. He's so yeah. You know, everyone wants to yeah. talk about him. So, but if you take that person out of the equation, it's just another layoff. <laughs> it's another layoff that we have to be sympathetic with. Out with all all employees that are being laid off, not just the just the ones Twitter. Strong words. I don't know if anyone else in the room wants to follow up on that. Ricky, Carly, over to the two of you. Pass or anything on the on the floor. I I I'm just saying I agree with everything that um, that 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 Natasha said. My thing is that nobody should be surprised though. Nobody should be surprised. New sheriff is in town. He didn't want to buy it. I'm wondering if uh, the people who forced him into buying it feel bad right now. And I don't know if Jack Dorsey was one of them or not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to look up that uh, that article because I want to see exactly why he says that is his fault. So I'll leave it there. Carly, pass or any any more words? No, and, and not specific to Twitter. I would just say, you know, I do think there's a value in coming in. You're a new sheriff in town and getting a lay of the land before you come in, just guns blazing, making changes. You know, I, I don't know specific to these 3000 employees and what their roles were, but um you know, I'm sure they were bringing quite a bit of value. So that, that's all. It's, I, I I have a respect for people that do come in and just learn and take it all mm-hmm. in and, and then make some changes after some time, after they've kind of digested how things have been done and why they've been done that way. So he is from outer space, after all. With so. it being your first time on the program, all of you, this is our final segment of the show before we head to final thoughts and wrapping things up. Bear with me. And again, if you'd like to pass, hard pass, or make common, it's going to be your choice. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today's Florida Man story is brought to you in part by Baez Cohen. Your spot for is that kayaking or what do you do, Ricky? Um, Don't worry about and it. Development and HR consulting there, Jason. That's right. That's what it is. Okay, seven so, years, bro. Seven years. <laughs> so a Florida guy, a Florida guy is detained right now for armed theft, Coca Cola, and Oreos after holding up a store clerk with a revolver, demanding money, and running off with cookies and coke. A man from Jacksonville, Florida, is now in custody. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office detained Mr. Hunt, 18 years old, early on Monday and charged him with armed robbery with a handgun and resisting arrest. At 8.15 in the morning, police were called to complaints of a robbery at a Dollar General on New Kings Road. When they got there, the clerk reported that a man later identified as Hunt had displayed a knife and a revolver before demanding money. Hunt then rode away from the establishment on a bicycle before being discovered by authorities searching for the suspect. It's unclear at this time whether or not the bicycle was paid in part by a employer. The responding officer (laughs) chased the suspect on foot before losing sight of him because he was on foot and the guy was on a bicycle. Later, according to Sergeant Baker with the uh, police department, he uh, he observed the guy walking down a road. Police discover the cash, Oreos, and it wasn't Coca-Cola. It was Mountain Dew. When they searched the suspect, along with a rifle, a knife, and police also found a mask with a hooded sweatshirt that he was wearing during the time of the crime. He was transported without incident to the Duval County Jail. Sergeant Baker praised the police and the canine team for their assistance in finding and apprehending the man. Clearly, the canines are faster than the actual police. However, the investigation is underway. Anyone with information on the event is encouraged to contact the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office at 904-630-0500. Ricky Baez, let's start with you. 
I find it hilarious that somebody named Sergeant Baker is dealing with a cookie heist. <laughs> I know, right? It was the first <laughs> thing that hilarious. came to my mind. I was thinking like Shrek, you know, and the, like the little cookie man, you yeah. know? Oh, man. So, dude, you took the words right out of my mouth because I'm thinking from an HR perspective, I wonder what would happen. Let's make believe we own a business right now. We own a company and part of our benefits was to pay for rental bikes. I'm wondering if he used a rental bike You're a mess. <laughs> to elude police. You're a what mess. would we do from an HR perspective? This is a, it, no, it could happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Happen. I'm going to tell you exactly what you do. I haven't chimed in on these HR chats too okay. much today, but I'm Go going to tell you exactly what you do. You fire them. You fire them, and then you own it. That's it, right? That's our answer. Isn't that what no, we do, Rick? Well, I mean, if somebody gets arrested, you can't just fire somebody from oh, an HR perspective. You place right. them on leave, depending on the nature of the arrest. Good call. You place them on leave until they figure it out. That's why now, you get paid the big was, bucks, brother. I'm not in your shoes. If Thank there was some serious here. one, like murder or something else, that's a whole different story. But stealing cookies and a co- I mean, dude, I I, I want to know what kind of cookies and cook this is. For if for 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 this That's guy to Coca Cola, Ricky Baez, go easy. That's what I right. meant. I didn't mean anything else. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. Over to the room. Over to the room. Anyone that wants this one or pass. Anyone going once, going twice. They're like, nope. They're like, Natasha laughed. Why did you laugh when he read the address? I just because I know exactly where it is. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. I want to say, you know, Duval, do better. Okay. <laughs> oh. Is that a slogan? Duval do better? No, but maybe it should be. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to bring the better. Well, I've got something for all of you on that one. This is our actual final story now. Story. Our final story takes us back to Jacksonville, Florida, and believe it or not, Jacksonville is ranked one of the funniest cities in the entire United States of America. Let oh. it be jumbo shrimp, jaguars, or jokes. Jacksonville is one of the top three funniest cities in the United States, according to a poll of everyone that took uh, took the stab at it on Twitter. And uh, I'm sorry, Reddit on Reddit. The Jacksonville area goes by many monikers, but it's got that new title of the funniest place in the United States. Definitely a place to stop by and visit. Back to you. That's all I got. I didn't know that. I didn't know that uh, that Jacksonville was a f- was one of the funniest cities. So yeah, I'm gonna keep my eyes open for that. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't either. I I heard something yesterday from a friend that they did. There was like a nationwide poll of the cities that curse the most, and Jacksonville was second. So you know, we're really just hitting it from both. Wait, hold on, there. Jacksonville, like, Florida, or North Carolina? Cursing. So oh my goodness, yeah, I, I like the Jackson, humor side. Jacksonville, North Carolina. I've gotten quite a few great laughs and good vibes from all three of you today. It's been my true pleasure to, to meet all of you here virtually. I didn't have the chance to meet you in person in Jacksonville. And as a testament to the city, it definitely is. seems like a place I want to come visit and catch a conference, more than likely Disrupt 2.0, or who knows, maybe Disrupt 24.0 at some point in the future. Let's let's find <laughs> out. All right, final thoughts going around the room, starting with Francis. Thank you for having us today. This has been great. We, you know, again, I'm, I'm happy to discuss Disrupt. I love talking about HR. Um, it's great that you guys are bringing people together and kind of, getting to have some raw conversation about topics that are fun and then some not so fun. And, um, you know, did you have to bring that cookie story about Jacksonville to this really, you know, come on. I, I just Googled Florida, man. It was the first story that came up today. I, I apologize. There's, honestly, if you took an extra five minutes, there's a bunch more that I think even I'll do that. One. Ricky, we need her. We need her on the program. We need her on the show more frequently. Maybe, maybe she could permanently sponsor the Florida man segment. 
and make sure that it's all positive stories for us. Oh, man. I love, I love, I love North Florida. I'm a native. I will, you know, I do, but there's some, yeah. Okay. Deal. Noted. <laughs> Natasha, over to you. Final thoughts. All right. Well, thank you, Ricky and JC, for having us. Uh, we truly enjoyed our time on your show, and we definitely look forward to seeing uh, lots more people at Disrupt HR 2.0. Carly, over to you. Yes, echoing what the lady said. Thank you, guys. And, you know, just to remind everyone that the videos are out now of the speakers. So if you are um, interested in hearing the what the Disrupt HR Jacksonville 1.0 folks had to say, we encourage you to check those out. Such great topics. And we'll look forward to seeing you at the 2.0 event in 2023. And if anyone wants to get in touch with any three of you, what's the best way to do it? I would say look, look us up on LinkedIn. All of our names are on Disrupt HR Jacksonville, um, so you can see our our you know LinkedIn handles right then and there, and uh, and reach out to us that way. That's probably the the fastest way to share all of our contact info. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, LinkedIn is good. LinkedIn LinkedIn info, it's all there. Do we have concurrence, Natasha? LinkedIn as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Good to go, Ricky. Bye. Final thoughts over to you. Well, I want to thank thank this team for asking me to be a part of this event. I really appreciate it. I had a blast. And I I told you, next time you need help, let me know. I will be there. I just totally enjoyed it. And although I just wanted to let you know that, uh, yes, I'm here recording with you guys today. That's a huge indicator that I did not hit the Powerball this weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's up to <laughs> $1.9 billion. But I guarantee that if I hit it the next one, I'll still be a Disrupt HR 2.0. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll show up in a helicopter, but I'll still be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, big thank you going out to everyone for being on the program today. I'm JC, and it's been our pleasure to be here for you. Should you desire, feel free to stop by jimconnors.net. Today's episode of Interesting Things with JC is all about an Illinois-shaped cornflake that sold for $1,350 on eBay. Those are my final thoughts for all of you. Drive safe. Have a good night. Oh, stop by DisruptHR.co. Look up DisruptHR Jacksonville and find those videos. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Now I want cookies and soda.